course, I'm listening to like I listen to like paranormal podcasts yeah, and like get and freaked out over a strobe light in a base. I, in a, hey, that shit was terrifying. You weren't scared by that? No. How? Because it was a strobe light in a fucking basement. Who puts a strobe light in an unopened basement? When there's three other people, I don't care who the fuck it is. I like my chances. I like their chances against whatever was going to come out of there. You don't have any chances against paranormal, man. You don't fuck with that. Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone. It's the podcast for myself, Renee Sachis, and my buddy, Max Lyon. What's up? Watch rom-coms, and then immediately talk into microphones and express our opinions, and record it for your listening pleasure. Mm-hmm. Max Lyon, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good. Got my wine. Yeah. How are you? Doing well. I've got my tequila. So we yeah. are finally living up to our uh, <laughs> to our podcast summary. Well, our bio. As, as the listeners heard last week, I got a, a, a Valentine's Day surprise of a bottle of tequila that was still in the freezer from last week. Damn right. So I am drinking some more Milagro. You're welcome for that. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. it it's quite tasty. It's hitting the spot. Smooth. Smooth. Did you put any lime in it? Uh, no. Do we have limes? I have lime juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. It's, it's, it's got to be a real splash. Yeah, I, I got to cut a slice of lime and I got to squeeze it off my own hands or else it doesn't taste right. You have to feel the, uh, the passion feel of preparing the, passion the drink. Passion of the fruit. <laughs> passion of the fruit. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, Max and I watched the movie Leap Year. Mm-hmm. We, In preparation for the actual Leap Year coming up. Yes. This year, 2020, is a Leap Year. Leap Day is coming up on Saturday, the 29th. So you're listening to this starting Monday, the 24th. So, God, we'll, we'll probably have already recorded another episode by the time... Leap year actually leap happens. Leap day actually happens, or yeah. Leap, yeah. Because I'm going to be busy happens. on leap day. I'm going to a wrestling event here in Chicago. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be dope. AEW Revolution. If, if you want to hear my wrestling thoughts, you can follow my wrestling Twitter, which is Dirty Wrestling. You have a separate Twitter for wrestling? Yes. I rarely use it. But you can follow it. Dirty Rasslin. D-I-R-T-Y-R-A-S-S-L-I-N. Yes. <laughs> Why do you have a separate Twitter? Because uh, I used to watch wrestling a lot more fervently in my early 20s, like after college. Mm-hmm. So like in like 2012, 2013, 2014, when I first got on Twitter, I put out a lot of tweets about like Monday Night Raw. and like I would live tweet shows because that was kind of the... The thing amongst like wrestling mm. fans, they would live tweet the shows, and sometimes the tweets would get on the show, like on the bottom line. And also, there's just a lot of good jokes on Twitter and everything else. But a lot of people who followed me were friends who didn't watch wrestling. 
And so they're just like, hey, love your Twitter, but I'm going to have to unfollow you because I don't want to see 20 tweets about wrestling right now. You know? Ah, uh, okay. Or things like that. So then it was just like, well, how about I put all my wrestling tweets on a separate wrestling account so people who want to see that content can see that content. Gotcha. And then, you know. That makes sense. But I don't watch wrestling as fervently as I used to, so I rarely get on that account. But you can follow it if you want. That's my wrestling aside. So, <laughs> there was some wrestling for power in this movie between god. the two main characters. That's a segue. Oh my god, that is a segue. Nice job. Thank you very much, sir. That's the, uh, that's the tequila. Yeah, that's the tequila. Uh, so Okay, no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm already moving the mic. <laughs> yeah, don't mind us. He's just moving the mic. No, I think I was right, silent. I good. think I got it without a... That's pretty solid. I think That's I did it without solid. a hitch. Yeah, you're good. Okay. You're good. Yeah, try it. He tried a new position. Oh, yeah. Of the microphone. You know it. Got to try a new position. Work out. You went back to the old standard position. I went back to missionary. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Sometimes, Come on, that was good! Sometimes jokes require subtlety. You just took all the subtlety out of it. You're as subtle as a fucking kick to the teeth. Well, fine. <laughs> Sometimes I like to say the obvious. <laughs> but also, because this is a leap year and a leap day... This movie wasn't a choice by either of us. It was something that we decided to do for the holiday. It wasn't a choice. We were required to <laughs> yes, do it. Yes, we were required. This legally, was our homework. As, some, as a team that has a romantic comedy podcast to do this movie on this particular week because of the holiday. Um, also Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll be choosing the next movie you, you know, on this. But Are we out of holidays for a while? Uh, I mean, technically St. Patrick's Day, but... Are there any St. Patty's Day? I can't think. This is the closest that I can think of. Yeah, Irish. Yeah. So this is going to count for both of them. It had Flogging Molly throughout it. It had so. Flogging Molly, and it had like a Flogging Molly-inspired band at the wedding. And um, and it we, also... We got, talked and about... And we mentioned how we got pumped up for St. Patty's Yeah, we talked about St. Patty's Day. talked about Prompt Actually, podcast. Actually, I, I forgot. I, I didn't forward the link to Mike oh, yeah. about the... About yeah. St. Patty's Day, so I forwarded him. I texted him during the movie. I was like, "Here's the link to St. Patty's Day tickets." Yeah. So all you can eat, all you can drink, four hours for like what was it, thirty five? With like with taxes and fees, it was like twenty eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Just a steal. And Just a steal. George Street Pub too. And then afterward, going to pass out. Hopefully mm-hmm. in a bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, Poss- hopefully in a bed. Possibly a couch. Hopefully a bed. Maybe with some chocolate milk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's my first St. Patty's here in Chicago. That's a that's a good story. You know what? We'll save that. Yeah, we'll save that for St. Patty's Day Uh, podcast. Or that that episode will come out on the sixteenth that week. Okay, perfect. So we'll save that story for that. We'll figure that'll be my choice of a movie too. There you go. So I'm gonna have to do some thinking. So about this movie, hit us hit us with some. uh, well, before we get into that, though, do you have a first memory or anything? This is my first memory. Yeah. This was is the first time I've ever seen this movie. It. Yeah. Did you even know about this movie before? Um, I, I did, I think. I mean, I knew of it. I had, no, I had absolutely no idea who was in it, though. Ah. I knew nothing about it. 
All I knew was the name. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, this was a movie for me. My mom had gone and seen it by herself. So one of mm. those situations. And then she came back and reported, oh, it was, a, it was cute. That was, her, that was always her like signal for she enjoyed it. She wasn't 100% putting her backing behind it. She wasn't sold but on it. She, but she enjoyed it and she would watch it again. Okay. That was that was her signal for that. So then it was just like, so if you want to watch it, you know, you take it into your own. It's kind of kind of like the equivalent of our our fuck in our system. It's just like <laughs> we enjoyed it. We may or may not watch it again in the future. You decide what you want to. Yeah. Do. <laughs> we, we acknowledge that it might not yeah. be a we universal opinion. That this may not be of sound. Yeah, and then you know if we marry a film. We you know unabashedly. I don't, I don't care who who knows. Watch The Wedding Day. It's dumb and stupid and horrible, but you need to watch it anyway. <laughs> That's how I... The Wedding Day was actually fairly entertaining. It is fairly entertaining, anyway. And anyway. Amy Adams was in that, too. What a bitch. But she was a lot nicer and cooler. And She was so much better in this movie. So much better God, in this movie. God, her character in that movie still frustrates the hell out of me. Because like, uh, we had watched that so recently, and then coming into this movie, which I know. in the first half That's hour. That's all I kept thinking. In the first half hour, it was real tough. Yeah. Real tough. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about the movie here in a second. So anyway, uh, my mom, she said it was cute. And then my first time watching it, though, was at an apartment in Chicago, Illinois. On Barry Avenue. What? You watched it at my apartment? I watched it when I first moved to Chicago. That first month I lived with you. Oh, when no you had, shit. You had gone to bed. Um, and I was still awake. And I was sleeping in your living room. Right. Like, um, I think by this time I had bought that air mattress, which I still have to this day. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But I had bought that air mattress... It was like this big old queen size one. So I basically had like laid it out. I remember laying it out and I was like, before I go to bed, I'm going to just check what's on there. And I remember, I just kept remember seeing on Netflix, leap year, leap year, leap year. I remember my mom saying it was cute. It was cute, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I ain't got shit to do. I just moved to Chicago. I got no job. <laughs> I'm like, I got nothing to do. Fuck it. I'll watch this movie at like 10 o'clock at night. And I just remember watching it and just thinking to myself, God, this is cute. Like, this is just a cute fucking movie. Um, and I just remember watching it that first month I lived here in Chicago in that apartment. And nice. then I remember inflating the the bed halfway through the movie, and but like at an early enough time to where it wasn't oh, too dude, loud. Oh, dude, rookie mistake. You didn't inflate it before the movie? Well, I mean, yeah, it was a rookie mistake. I had God. just recently bought it, but anyway. God. Uh, but yeah, it all worked out. This is coming from someone who lived on an air mattress for like a year. <laughs> I don't know why. When I was in Columbus for that year, that's all I slept on. I don't know either. Oh, no, I know why. Because the air conditioning unit was only in the living area, and it got so hot and muggy compared to like Oregon summers that I wasn't used to the humidity yet. Oof. And I could not. I had a two-bedroom apartment all to myself. And I could not use any of the bedrooms. And I couldn't sleep in them at night. Nah, fuck so that. I had an air mattress. And, well, I had an air mattress when I first moved there because I didn't have 
a lot of furniture because I put everything in my Honda and drove across the country. So I didn't have a bed. And I just slept on the air mattress. And the air mattress was really easy to just move out in the living room and pump up and stick right in front of that little wall unit air conditioner and be able to sleep. Oh, my God. And I never upgraded to a bed because I was like, within like three months, I was like, I am not staying in Columbus. I am going to Chicago. I am finding a way to transfer. There you go. The rest is history. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my first memory of the movie. Nice. That's solid. Yeah. I like it. Makes you think of, you know, Barry Avenue and Barry. See, seeing snow on the ground so casual. <laughs> Consider from Oregon. I'm just like, God, there's just snow on the ground and it's nothing. Yeah. People are doing nothing oh, yeah. about it. And in Oregon, it would have been the end of school for the next day. And it was just At like, least for the week, probably. Yeah. And just seeing it outside and just being like, yeah, it's going to be 32 degrees tomorrow. And I'm going to bundle up. I'm going to walk the subway. Like that's just, That was my day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to be like at least six inches to a foot before people even consider stopping anything here. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, First snowflake in Oregon, and it's like, oh, shut everything down. So Leap Year is a 2010 Irish-American romantic comedy film directed by Anand Tucker. And written by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan. It is loosely based on I Know Where I'm Going and It Happened One Night. Okay. I don't know either of those references. Uh, I Know Where I'm Going is a film, is an older film that came out in 1945 in the UK and then 1947 in the US. So it's a, oh, okay. it's a British hmm. romance film. And then It Happened One Night is... A 1934 American romantic comedy that uh, won, uh, I believe it won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, it, oh, excuse me. It was the first of only three films to win all five major Academy Awards. So. Damn. Um, anyway. Anyway. This film... Stars Amy Adams and Matthew Good as Declan. Okay. Uh, so the list of stars goes Amy Adams, Matthew Good, Adam Scott is third build, <laughs> and then John Lithgow in his one scene is fourth build. Yeah, what the hell? Because it was being released in America and they didn't have any fucking, like, oh, we're going to put some random, like, Irish name there. Like Timothy but- O'Toole as the... Bar patron number three. But Amy Adams was... Was the top bill. Yeah, so why do you need anyone else? Well, if you're going to get John Lithgow, even for one scene, he's probably got to be listed in the listings. As also, like a, Adam Scott's in there. Yeah. Well, he had an actual like part, like a legitimate part. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so the movie was released January 8th of 2010 in the United States. So they did not take advantage of the wow of like the Valentine's Day weekend. They came out six weeks before, so it's like even by those standards, yeah. it's way too early. Like, because by the time Valentine's Day comes around, like that movie may not even still be in theaters. Yeah, like that's tough to stick around for two whole months. Also, it's not going to be in theaters for Leap Day. Yeah, because. There was no leap. T thousand seven was not a leap year. 
You're right. Yeah. So. Uh, the running time for the film is... Mm. It's always funny to me because like, we pause the movie and it shows how long it is. I know. I never, never looked, though. You never look you never remember. Um, 106 minutes. Close. 100 minutes, even. Okay. Yes. Uh, the budget for the film was $19 million. Okay. I mean, you go all the way to Ireland. You got a lot of green screen to pay for. A lot of green screen. <laughs> yeah, a lot there was of green so screen. much green screen. Um, oh my god, it wasn't even good green screen. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, the box office 56 million. 32.6. Damn. Oh my god. So, that's that's honestly about right. What do you happen to have the Rotten Tomatoes score on there? Ah. Uh, it ain't it's okay, good. It's okay if you don't, but it ain't good. I know that. Um, the wrong tomato score is 23%. How is that higher than wedding date? I don't. How? I would say they're on the same level for me. But it wasn't wedding date like 11%? Yeah. It was either 11 or 19. Oh, maybe it was 19. Okay. But still, like, Jesus. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, Whatever. I still agree. I well, Rotten Tomatoes is not the end-all be-all, so... Exactly. And, uh... Yeah. Jesus. So they they barely doubled their... Their profit. Or their uh, budget. I mean, they didn't even double it. What did you say it was? 32.6. Oh, yeah, they didn't. Oh, my God. Jesus. I mean... If they made their... I mean, they made their money back. That's about all you could ask, so... That's true. Especially out of January... That's true. But, hey. Jesus. And of course, like, when I came over and saw this film on Netflix when I first moved to Chicago, throughout the years I've lived here in Chicago since, this has always been on Netflix. Only recently, this year, was it taken off of Netflix. Right when we needed to see it for a fucking podcast episode. So we had to go rent it from Amazon Prime like plebes. Probably because my Google Home is listening to us all the time and knew that we were doing this podcast. Yep. Google Home, you piece of shit. And it conspired with Amazon. It was like, I'm going to make them rent it. <laughs> that Google Home and Alexa, they're just, they're in cahoots, I, sell, I tell you. Actually, now that you make that point. They're rivals, probably, aren't they? Yeah. So. I know. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Max, do you have some tasty tidbits for us? I got some us? tasty tidbits. That was my attempt at an Irish brew. It didn't quite work. Is that what that was? Do you have some tasty tidbits for us? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Dude, just do a Mexican accent. Oh, yeah. That was a little tasty tidbits. um yeah i do uh not many because you know there's not much there's not much to really work with yeah out of this film like i mean i can't really think of any easter eggs or anything yeah i mean it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just like not that they just like they were just straightforward with their presentation so um before i get into those I do have a couple about Leap Year that I thought were kind of cool. Hey, all right. Uh, it was actually developed by Julius Caesar, which okay. I didn't know. 
I did not know that either. Back in 46 BC. Um, well, I know that the story behind July and August is that Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar wanted months named after them. Yep. Well, they added, yeah, they added months to the calendar. Yeah. And, and then September, which sept is a, is a Greek and Latin root for seven, is the ninth month. Mm-hmm. Because July and August got pushed We're into. We're added. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well done. Damn, dude. Hey, I mean, in seventh and eighth grade, when you're in honors English and your teacher requires you to take weekly quizzes on Greek and Latin roots, you learn your Greek and Latin roots. Did you know Julius and Augustus were related? Uh, I assume so with Caesar. Did you know Caesar is actually not their name? And it's not, not a name at all? It's actually a title. Huh. It's kind of like... Um, I think it's, it might, okay, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but it might be where, like, Tsar comes from in Russia, because Tsar is spelled with C-Z, maybe I'm going out on a limb there, but it's it's a title, it's like the regal one, the elegant one, it's like the highest up, huh. um, so it's like, there. it was like the Romans way of saying king without having a king, because they were, like, terrified of having a king anymore. Because at one point they had a king like early, early in their empire and it didn't go well. <laughs> so that's where they developed the Republic and the Senate and all that. And they refused to have a king again, but they needed, they still needed like a leader of the Senate. And that was the consul. And then if you were a good consul, you got a specific title, like revered one. Hmm. And that's actually Augustus is a title too, technically. I think Augustus actually means revered one. In Latin. So his his real name was like Octavius something. <laughs> Octavius. Oh, Julii. It was the family Julii. So Julius Caesar was the Julii family. And Julius Caesar's real first name was Gaius. That's what it was. Damn, this is all coming back to me in like weird Obviously, waves. Holy you, shit. You I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Okay, back to it here. Uh, so, <laughs> you know I'm a history nerd. Okay. I know. I led you down that dark <sighs> Fuck. Path. Okay. I'm sorry. Bad. I'm sorry. That's my bad. So, 46 BC, Julius Caesar makes uh, first developed the leap year idea to shorten the average year and stop the drift of the calendar over time. Because how many days is the, the calendar year? 365. And how many... How do I phrase this? How many days does it take the sun to go around the or <laughs> Wow. How many days does it take the earth to go around the sun? 365 and a quarter. Damn right. Yep. So every four years, Leave we're going to we're going to start scooting ahead a little bit. So, yeah, our actual year is like a quarter of a of a, our day and our day is just the revolution or the rotation of the earth. Yeah. Um it was actually modified in 1582, the calendar was, by Pope Gregory the 13th to modern to the modern version, which is now called the Gregorian calendar. Okay. So Pope Gregory, Gregorian calendar. I've heard of that. He modified the Julian calendar, which was Julius Caesar. Yeah. Um, and he modified it to, uh, to kind of a specific algorithm. It's not just every four years. Did you know that? Nope. It's like 
every four years, but if it ends in a zero, it's got to be divisible by four. And it can't be a hundred years and like a bunch of other, there's like a whole formula to it. If you look it up, I didn't want to go into it, but (laughs) it wasn't worth it. But there's like a whole formula to it because it supposedly makes up for like, if you just did every four years, eventually you start getting ahead. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And you got to like skip leap years every once in a while. So it's not an exact quarter. Yeah. So it's not an exact quarter. It's actually 365.242 and then a bunch of numbers. Yeah. Um, and but the basic law is that if the year is divisible by four, it's a leap year. That makes sense. Which when you first think hear it, you're like, well, duh, it's every four years. Yeah. But if you think about it, like, oh, if the year itself, the number of the year, is divisible by four, then mm-hmm. it's going to be a leap, leap year. year. So 20, 2020, 2016. Was a leap year. 2012, 2008, yeah. 2004, 2000. Yep. Which I don't know why that's so fascinating when you think about, like... It makes complete sense. It's, yeah, it's every four years. Yeah. Of course it's divisible. Yeah. Whatever. So that's it. That's, that's it for the history. Into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he even said that oh my god that sounds right yeah um he admitted that he took the role because it allowed him to fly back home to london on weekends that makes sense so he's not even irish i'm not sure i didn't look that up because his accent sounded a little weird yeah I don't know. I just assumed it was Irish. <laughs> um, he is from Exeter, Devon, England. Huh. He is 41 years old. Okay. Ha, ah, so he was 31 when he made the movie. So, a little bit of a geography tidbit for you. Um... So it was filmed, it was actually filmed in Ireland, or a lot, a lot of it was. But a lot of the uh, scenes were supposed to take place in a place called Dingle, mm-hmm. and they never actually filmed there. <laughs> uh, most of it was uh, County Galway, which is like those cliffs that we kept seeing. Like the, the final kiss at the sunset. Okay. Remember when they're up on the yep. cliffs? Or like, we kept seeing them throughout the movie a couple times too. Um, I think Dingle was his hometown, right? Yes, Dingle was Matthew Good's characters. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and the rest of the Aran Islands, which is apparently a really beautiful part of Ireland, which is well, we we saw proof of that. Yeah, that was gorgeous. Yeah. Um, But if the weird thing that I discovered, okay, so if. I was backtracking some of the dialogue while I was reading through these things before even watching the movie. If if you listen to their dialogue, especially when she's first flying over there and they're diverting the plane from the weather and everything, yeah. they got to land in Wales, and then she's got to take the boat. Yeah. If you look at a map, 
There's no fucking way any of that happens. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. I was, I almost like Googled a map while it was happening. I'm like, I'm not going to go that deep. You have to go past Ireland to get to Wales. Yeah. And then you're going to go all the way back via boat around the southern tip of Ireland's island. Back around to the western side of it around all these peninsulas that would inevitably make it more treacherous than it would have been to just fucking land where you should have been in the first place. <laughs> so all right. I don't know why they would go that far and, and do all that stuff. Because Dingle is a funny name for a town. Dingle. Hey, what up, bop, bop, bop. That castle that they explore. Yeah. Is CGI. That makes complete sense. Doesn't exist. I mean, the green screen at the end when they were looking at the oh, view. Oh, so much green screen. So much green screen. And lastly, uh, the train, the pub, and the wedding scenes. Remember the wedding reception that we were talking about? The yeah. beautiful scenery in the background? Yeah. Were filmed in the Wicklow Mountains. This is important because the Wicklow Mountains were used in a bunch of other movies. Including two that you'd probably be able to guess. Um, and one is a rom-com. I don't know that it's on our list, though, actually. When I when I was typing it out, I was like, oh, shit, I don't think we put this on our list. Is it P.S. I Love You? How did you get that? Because I knew that that one was set in Ireland with Gerard Butler, and also that was a suggested title when I looked up Leap Year on Netflix earlier today. Oh, really? Yeah. And so... Well, damn, well I'll done. Put on the list. I'll put that on the is, list. Is it on the list? It, it isn't, because I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. I... I... I don't know if it's a comedy. It's oh, a you're right. Yeah, that's probably not why it's on yeah, the list. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a comedy. Never mind. Well, uh, Never mind. Yeah. We'll put it on the list like in the deep, mm, deep cut. Yeah. You're right, though. It's not a rom com. But anyway. the other movies that were filmed there that were of note was well, that were the first that came up. <laughs> were <laughs> Bally Kiss Angel. I've never heard of that. All right. Excalibur. Okay. And. Braveheart. That makes sense. I haven't <laughs> seen that one though. What was the? Do you know the famous quote from Braveheart? His speech quote. The, they may take our lives. Yeah. They'll take our freedom. They'll never take ah! our freedom. Yeah. And I hate Jews. Jesus. <laughs> That's Mel Gibson. Oh, Mel Gibson. Saying that it's Mel Gibson, not you, funny not man. Me. That yeah, does yeah. not represent Renee Opinions. I love the Jews. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, wow, my glass of tequila is always empty. Oh, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so there's the tasty tidbits for you. Like I said. Solid. I don't solid know if they're tasty. List. This is more of a, a right? light vinaigrette salad. I tell tasty. you what. I, the biggest thing is that you found out the name of where that wedding reception is. Let's so, just get right into yeah, the movie. Let's, and let's start right there. That's the fucking highlight of the movie. The, that that scenery. Oh I God. told you to pause it while we were watching it. Because yeah. I was like, look at this. This is my ultimate dream wedding reception right fucking here. Oh, so that beautiful. gorgeous fucking lake with the mountains. Like the only thing that I've seen in real life that comes close to that is one time. It was like a, a Mother's Day weekend. I want to say 2012, 2013. Uh, my friend Bo, who mm -hmm. you heard of. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, She... 
ha- her boss had like a like a house, a lake house out on Triangle Lake, which is out. Mm, yeah, by yeah, Eugene. By Eugene. Towards Florence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like a sla- it was like a manufactured home slash like actual ca- like Christian camp. Yeah, that scenery that that area did kind of yeah. look like that. You're right. So, it was just like you got to this. Uh, you got to this like one place on a country road where all of a sudden you saw a gate, and then you turned and like it had and a little tiny the sign movie for. Started. It had a tiny sign for like a, a camp or whatever. Yeah, like, this is then, definitely a horror movie. Yeah. So you actually get out of your car, you push the gate open, you drive your car through, you get out, you push the gate close, and then you drive. And then I drove down this gravel driveway like past like these logs that have been cut off cut down so all these trees have been cut down and they're just logs and chilling i'm driving on this gravel hallway i'm like this is a little creepy i'm luckily doing this in the middle of the day and then by the end of it get to this manufactured home and there's this big old lawn area and there's like a cabin area and then they've made a makeshift beach area so like there's sand Mm -hmm. right there with a fire pit and then docks that make a U shape, mm-hmm. and this beautiful lake with nothing but trees on the hillside. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, like, I like I spent all my Saturday. I had a twelve pack of Coronas and limes. I took a chair out onto that dock, Dude. that U shaped dock. I posted Coronas it with, and limes in the summertime on a lake yeah. with some and it trees. Was, it was it was a May. It was Mother's oh Day weekend, but it was a warm Saturday in May, so it was like seventies in the yep. in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I had a chair on that dock that was, and as I mentioned, it was U shaped, so it was out about a good 10, 12 feet into the water, Just sitting on that chair, cooler of Coronas, ice and limes, and I sat there. While other people were like rowing boats, and like mm. the other people in their group were just rowing boats or like swimming or just God, whatever. how did you just not I just fall fucking asleep? Popped tops and drank Coronas, and it oh, was that sounds so that relaxing. was the only thing that was as picturesque as this reception. Like it was that reception in the movie is so damn gorgeous, and then it, they got the fucking they got like the little blue Christmas lights inside the tent for when it got dark. Which was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The dance the scene is all right. Whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, like, I just... That is my wedding reception. So, here's oh, the man. things for any female listeners so far on this yeah, episode. Yeah, ladies, keep this in mind. One, leap day is technically five days from when this comes out. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to propose marriage to me on leap day, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> Two... Our wedding reception is going to be in the Wichita Mountains, <laughs> so we need to get our paper up pronto. <laughs> and it's going to look exactly like that. Should we just reserve it And it's going it to now? end exactly the same way, but I will be the Amy Adams character where I call <laughs> you a beast, and I'm drunk on vodka, and then I puke on the ground next to your feet. That's what's going to happen. No, the beauty is if you both puke at each other's feet. <laughs> Because we're married now. Yeah. <laughs> and then you take turns taking care of each other. <laughs> or, you know, your good friend Max steps in and goes, you poor bastards, I'll help. Yeah. And then you carry both of us. Hell the fuck no. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, that was a beautiful area. Overall, yes, there's a lot of green screen. Let's go ahead and talk about the green screen. Shit ton of green screen. But at the same time, the images that they put on the green screen are pretty still good looking. Yeah, it was it, just the lighting on them. It was It was horrible. so bad yeah. and so unmatched. Yeah, like the, the top of the the castle thing. Yep. The castle and but only the, at the scene top, where they're the actual, driving. The walking of the castle was okay. Obviously, there's not a fucking castle near a goddamn train station like that. Just so, and the guy so happens to have a better like take like just the whole idea of plausibility. Yeah, and throw that shit out the window in this movie. I mean, right? some of the, like the scenes where it shows them like walking through a couple ruins. Mm-hmm. I think those ruins themselves are real, but it's not a castle. It's just, like, stones. It's just some stones. Yeah. yeah. And, then and they, like, a graveyard and stuff. Yeah. But, like, that view when they look up at the top of the hill and there's a castle up there, yeah. that's CGI. And then they get a little bit closer and you can actually see some detail. And, like, it's obvious. when I Once I read that Tasty Tibbet and I saw the scene, when you look up and you can see, like, what's left over of, like, a rosary window where it's like the spindly mm-hmm. things of like you'd see in a church, like yeah. an old cathedral. Yeah. And I look at them like, there's no way those would have survived when the rest yeah. of the castle would have fucking fallen down. It's like, this is obviously, this was obviously made for it to provide a semblance of a castle as opposed to this was once a castle that has been torn down by nature. Yeah. That was extremely evident. Yeah. So a lot of this movie was, implausible yes a lot yes a lot yeah and i mean and and like well you couldn't have gotten the lighting right on the green screens guys come on and we'll get past the part that it was like in 2009 slash 10 so like even with cell phone technology not being as great as it is now yeah but there's still a lot of implausibility with that yeah like, oh, her phone's fried now because of a bad outlet. That was so dumb. Also, European outlets are completely different than American outlets, so she would not have been able to plug in. Yeah. Well, like, it's completely she different. She plants everything, so she probably planned for having an adapter. No, the one that she plugged into was an American outlet. It was an upside down American outlet, three pronged American outlet. Uh-huh. And it was not at all what you would find in Europe, especially in some. Tiny ass little pub out in the middle of nowhere that's mm-hmm. definitely not going to have upgraded, like, oh, we're catering, catering to American tourists, so yeah. we're going to have better plugs and everything. Yeah. I shouldn't say better plugs. European plugs, I'm sure, are fine. <laughs> I don't want to be an Americanist. But, God, I totally want to, like, spend a weekend in that village. The just village, one weekend. The village was cool. Just one weekend. I don't want to spend any more than two days in that village. I have, I mean. Honestly, it, it's, it can be like I show up the night before, spend a whole day, and then I leave the next morning. So, like, literally, like, a full, like, 30-hour period. I think it's living in a city that has kind of made me think this lately. But I, I have been thinking about that kind of stuff lately where like what would it be like to live in like a small not like a small town but like a small village like that yeah. like it's quaint it's cute like yeah it would get old probably pretty fast because yeah. you'd run to the same people every day and there's not much to do and 
you would probably have to be settled down already because there's no chance of actually dating in a town yes. or a community like that. Yep. Um, but I don't know the 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 like just putting myself in the situation of having that pace of life and that simplicity seems so nice sometimes. And I think it's just because we live in a city that I've started thinking that a lot lately. I, I think it's definitely because we live in a big city. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that. I love about the city, but like every now and then it's just like, what if, what if the pace of life was so much slower and just simpler? Like I mean, that. when I was young, like I lived in Mount Angel, Oregon until I was like five. So don't have a lot of memories there, but Mount Angel, Oregon is this very, very, very tiny town in Oregon. That, so it sounds like there's not a lot of chances to make memories there. Yeah. Uh, population under 1,000. Damn. Like That was smaller than Philomath. Yeah. Uh, their high school, Kennedy High School, uh, is 2A <laughs> out of 6As. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, it is small as fuck. Uh, my grandparents lived there, my, and there was a house that, you know, my family had. Um, mm-hmm. until like my mom and dad got divorced and I just remember that town literally could walk from one end of the town to the other in 15 minutes. Wow. It's just, yeah, that's what it was. And pace of life. Well, I guess you probably don't remember, but yeah, but the only thing that they had is they had Oktoberfest. That's where. I feel like every place in Oregon has Oktoberfest now, but they have Mount Angel Oktoberfest, which is the original. And they had the original Oktoberfest sausages, which we always bought from the fucking store, which were always tasty. The original for Oregon, right? Yes. Okay. Of course. God damn it. <laughs> um, and then, and because it was like, there's the big Catholic church, so either you were Catholic and you went to the big Catholic church, or you got burned at the sink. You're uh, some sort of <laughs> Orthodox, where like... You, I love were... you just gloss over all my like little quips. I mean, it, they get what they deserve. Um, so, <laughs> are you some sort of orthodox? I'm breaking up your fucking monologue here, Jesus. So the, it's just the way I break up your tasty tidbits. We're good. Um, so, yeah, and the, like basically, they had this huge Glockenspiel clock tower in the middle of town. That during the Oktoberfest, it like every hour it, like does this weird, like I don't know what it is. It, seriously, if anyone has the opportunity to look up Mount Angel, what are you driving at, man? It's a weird small town in Oregon that just that reminded me of this village. Oh, okay. Like just the whole small town. So that's why I'm just like, I'd like to go back to there for basically 30 hours and then remember why the fuck I left in the first place. <laughs> like, so I want to go to Dingle and like go to sleep on that crappy ass bed. Whoa, it's go to beautiful. The pub, this is nice. Okay, go to let's pub, go. Drink a shit ton of Guinnesses and like chat the shit with like the five patrons in there and have a couple meals in there. Maybe go outside, go for a walk around like the bluffs come back, have dinner, go back to sleep on the shitty bed, and then when I wake up, be like, all right, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yep. Because I've seen everything I need to see. I've heard Irish food is bad, though. <coughs> I mean, they were going to make tripe. What is tripe? Do you know what tripe is? Uh, isn't it intestines? Oh, God, really? 
I'm pretty sure it's pig intestines. Um, Dear God. <laughs> forget your vegetarian Oh, vegetarian. my God. Yeah, but every now and then I make the exception for hot dogs, so I guess I can't really complain. <laughs> uh, it is the first or second stomach of a cow. Wait, cows have two stomachs? They have four. What? You didn't know cows had four stomachs? No. How the fuck did you not know cows had four stomachs? I... I'm sorry, I assume other animals have normal amounts of organs. That's a general knowledge, like, How science the f- shit. Why the fuck do they have four? They eat grass! They don't even eat anything else! Why do they need four stomachs? All they do is eat grass! A tripe is the edible muscle lining from the stomach of farm animals, such as cows, pigs, and sheep. Just because you throw the word edible in front of it yeah. doesn't mean it is. While it might not sound like the most appetizing part of the animal to eat, tripe is actually one of the healthiest ways to eat meat. Why? What? That's according what to this. What dictates that? I think this is at the pro-tripe website. That yeah. They are pro-tripe, and we're not pressing the pro-tripe propaganda. We... We encourage you to fact check this, people. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Okay, so now I definitely understand why why Matthew Good's character was like, oh, "I'll, I'll cook. cook, yeah, I'll, I'll cook. cook, yeah." Dear God, let me cook. Yeah, and then they fucking and then they made chicken stew, which at the time I did not seem it did not seem like it was an upgrade. Not initially. But now that I know it's stripe, yeah. what is it? Strope? Strup? Strip? Stripe. Tripe. Tripe. Yeah. Where'd the S come from? I don't know. Stomach? Yeah, yeah maybe. Probably it. Yeah. But Four stomachs, really? That, when they... Yes. I don't even know how the fuck that would the, even the work. The castle is the turning point of the movie. Is it? I think so. It's the turning point of the movie. The first part of the movie is a little tough because it's just like, okay, yeah, Them they don't bickering like each other. And yeah, yeah. But then the castle is when they like start when he tells the story of it's like the guy friendly and the girl bickering and how they, yeah, and it, like then it's just like, oh, hey, there's some chemistry here. Like, oh, there's okay, I can see a little chemistry building there. And then when they get to the bed and breakfast that the train station guy has, that's when the movie really kicks off. And, yeah. And like the. The second half of the movie is... They're progressively letting their guards down. You can see the stages where they're... Yeah. Each like, stage... Yeah. They they build, like, very slowly to the point where you're just like, why am I still here? I was bored as fuck for the, the first, like, third of the movie. Because I'm like, okay, I get it. You guys hate each other, but yeah. eventually you'll bone. And then you went to the restroom. And then you went to the restroom, and then I told you you missed a part. And then yeah, the, I'm, then I went to the bathroom during the like the one crucial. part where like it really turns around where she talks about her dad and why she controls everything because her dad was you know everything have faith everything will work which out which we get yes like we that know, makes sense we know those t- those father figures they're just like oh you know everything will work out sort of thing not even like even more broadly than that just the fact that childhood can like in such subtle ways shape you into like these tendencies that you have no idea where they stem from sometimes you know like her 
her controlling tendencies yeah. stem from the fact that, you know, she had to, what was it, control things because her dad wasn't controlling enough? Yeah, because she was working two part-time jobs to help support, right. and, like, while going through school and all that sort of stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Like, yeah, and you almost missed that part. I'm like, you missed something big. You might want to see this again. And from there, it just kicks off. Like, the garden scene, then they share something. It's just, it. the building really, really kicks off. And the chemistry between them it is just explodes. Then they crash, they crash the wedding. They're, yeah, I mean. They share some more stuff. Shower. We learn a little bit more well, about his the, past. I mean, before the wedding, there's the showering, which is. And of itself, like, oh, of, yeah, yeah, which leads to the whole, um, you know, the cooking and then at, like the sharing of the meal and sharing of the wine. And then that leads to let's go ahead and talk about it. What I think is the kiss in the movie. Their, first, their very first kiss. The very at the first dinner kiss table. at the dinner table. Can we talk about the Italians kiss? God damn. God damn. Damn, dude. Like I know, I'm about that kiss. Like okay. that was time my out. kiss for time the movie. Out. I was about it. Time out. What? What? What is your your family's heritage? What? What would you, your family like? Your family's nationality? Well, according to Twenty Three and Me, which yes. I did do. Oh, okay. You I gave did your DNA do. to the government. Cool. I did. Yep. Um. <laughs> so they can track me, and now that I have Google Home, you know they can. Yeah, I'm just I'm plugged in, man. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> You're on the ground. I'm ready to be abducted. Yeah. Um. God, that's terrifying. I actually got shivers from <laughs> like acknowledging the possibility of that reality. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm 50% Italian. Uh, yeah. and like a bunch of other shit on the yeah, other majority half. Italian. Majority Italian, and half of that is Sicilian. And the other half is Neapolitan, which means from Naples. Which is two styles of pizza. Which is actually the birthplace of pizza. Yeah. So, you're welcome. Yeah, that, there's this one place called Straight From New York Pizza that would do pizzas either Sicilian style or Napoleon style. Mm-hmm. Or, and, mm-hmm. Or Neapolitan, Neapolitan, excuse me. And Neapolitan was like normal, and then Sicilian was like squared. Yeah, pizza was invented in Naples as just a very common street food. Like they would sell it, like street vendors would sell it from their little carts, and it was in like little little square or round pieces, like uh, six to eight inches. You know, something that you could f- fold up or roll up and take with you while you were walking. Yeah, and I bet that's what the guy, the Italian man at the dinner table, probably bought. The Italian woman on like their first or second date. Mm-hmm. They bought her a little mini pizza, and that's when it leads to a kiss like that. And then they made the fuck out. Oh my god! They went at it. They like, went at they it. Went at it though. I like, love it. I love it. And like the just like the initial kiss was like uh, yeah, okay yeah yeah we're yep. going like yep. you just yeah, they kept going. It was just one of those where like they initially went in for like the one sweet kiss it was just gonna be the one kiss and they're like nah 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 water's good that's not how Italians <laughs> like do. water's good we're diving in this bitch yep. like we're going yeah <laughs> <laughs> water's good let's turn it into wine yeah i'm gonna drink you in girl <laughs> <laughs> drink you in <laughs> 
Oh God! Yeah, that scene. That holy shit! Yeah, they really went at it. They went at it. And it was. I did love yeah. his the way he defined a kiss, though. He's like, you want every kiss to be just like the first kiss and, and the, last the last kiss. Kisses of the first and the last. Yeah. I agree, and the and like I feel like that first kiss energy was really there with Declan and Anna. Yeah. And. I liked even when her ghostly hand wrapped up around his neck. <laughs> well, I liked that they. I swear to God, I could see through her. They knew the angle that the that the camera was at, so they knew that in order to kind of play it. But I thought the direction of the kiss was done well because there's the initial like Declan was the one who's like fuck it, all right, I'm right. going in, like especially after the guy's like kiss the girl and slams the table, which. You know, it, peer pressure. It, it, it bordered on too much. It was right at the. It had gotten to the top of the roller coaster. It was about to come down as too much. Yep. And then it stopped. So it was just like, okay, you're right where you need to be there, sir. If you had said any more, this could have gotten weird. Um, but and then Declan kisses her, and she's initially taken aback by it, and right. so she's like open shouldered, facing away from him. As he kisses her. And so you can see the thought right. bubbles. The thought like, bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see the thought bubbles in her body posture. And then she slowly turns in and brings her hands up. Mm-hmm. Into the, into the, Leans yeah. into it. And so that the hands kind of, and the turning of the shoulders symbolized, oh, I'm, I'm in this kiss as well. And then it just became a really good kiss between two attractive people. Yeah, generally kisses are two, two parts. I'm glad well, she picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because she was kind of stiff for the which, uh, like, she has a boyfriend who she's yes, planning on proposing yes, marriage. I get it. I get it. I get it. It was just like the first few seconds of the kiss were so awkward to watch as an audience because you're like, you're like, God, God damn, this is this is weird. Why yeah. aren't you like kissing? Like, I know why you're not kissing back, but. God damn! You gotta, like, like you got you got to sell, 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 or else you're not gonna be sleeping there. Yeah. Like, come on! And then she finally goes in, and then yep. you're like, "Oh, okay." Like they're, yeah. I mean, it was and, no, it was no Italians kiss, but I mean, uh, you know, great. The Italians kiss, honestly, is an A plus. I mean, with our pizza and like, wine and kisses. So like, that's the other thing to the mm, ladies we know listening up. to this podcast who decide that they are gonna propose marriage to me and that we are gonna have our reception at the Whitlock Mountains mm-hmm. there. Uh, no, the third thing is we're kissing like those Italians all the time. Also, I'm going to hit on your bridesmaids. <laughs> and Max is going to hit on the bridesmaids. Just, that's, that's fact number four. Yeah, that's fact number it's, four. Unless Why? I'm, unless I'm taken. Unless Max I'm, is going to hit on this bridesmaids. <laughs> you're saying I'm not going to be taken, you son yeah. of a bitch? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that's fair. I love you, Max. Uh, <laughs> I love you too, buddy, you bitch. Uh, and then after that kiss, you know, lovely scene where they're just drinking aged whiskey and get in like everything that they go to sleep and they sleep in the same bed. And then I love just the whole, the song that they chose. I forget. Dream a little dream. Oh yeah. By uh mama Cass. Yeah. And 
Cass Elliot from Mamas was and the the Papas. Was that the version that was played? Mm-hmm. Oh, huh, all right. Nice. I love that version. Um, but I just, it, like, and then the lighting from the window was done well. Like, for all the, like, the bad green screening and some of the direction, like, that was just, like, oh, that's not of good quality. There's also a lot of shit that's, like, beautifully shot. Yeah, there when were. it's natural. And, like, even in, like, that home, like, I'm sure that was on a soundstage, but the lighting they got off of moons in this fucking film were fantastic. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like, going back to the reception, when she's drunk as hell and she tells him he's a beast and everything, the moon reflecting off the lake, giving indirect light to the scene, but then you just see their silhouettes. Yeah, it's backlighting them. Yeah, it's backlighting them. So you just see the silhouettes. You don't necessarily see their faces. So, like, you just see their bodies... Lang- the body language you're and you right see, like how she gets closer and how you're mm-hmm. like and like just they act she acted so much more with her body in that scene as opposed to her face and so it just made that scene real sensual and it's just like that's a really good and point it really like bubbled up the butts and burner on the chemistry you know what i mean <laughs> just like whoa the these two these two characters right now are just like firing on all cylinders and i'm just on this goddamn ship shipping them all the way to the end like let's do this back to wales where the plane landed originally (laughs) (laughs) yeah back to wales (laughs) back to daigle jesus um but yeah so you're right the moon there was a lot of moonlit shots in this movie and and i thought that and then also like in the bed for the the little dream like that that just turned into each other and then turn away yep and and also Build when up he woke pressure. up, he had his hand on her, but he wasn't like fully spooning her. So like it was a proper amount of space of like, right. I'm here, but I'm not taking advantage of the situation. You are still with someone at this moment, right? Which was, I thought they did a good job of not starting this off of a real rocky foundation of betrayal. Yeah, I was. Everything for someone who had never seen this before, I was yeah. really hoping against that. Like, yeah. please like, don't do that. Please, 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 don't, please, like, don't please. bang while you're technically yeah. still with someone else. And then, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we get to the wedding scene. Which even the whole, even the kissing to me was like, it was pushing it. It was pushing. Like, I know they were, they were keeping up their act in order yeah. to maintain lodging. Uh, but it was still like it was pushing it and then that whole bed scene like wrapped up emotionally in the scene it's great it's adorable it's cute it's romantic and it's just enough like you said they don't go any farther it's it's great Mm -hmm. but when you put it into context with the rest of the movie and the rest of the the plot where she's trying to get to adam scott's character like to me that still is like that's like I don't know. It, this is where it's a gray area because to me, it's like well, it's a the, little bit of emotional cheating. It's, it's like fir- you're it's acknowledging that something is wrong with your relationship, and you're in the moment giving in to other possibilities. Because it's the first time she's letting the other side of her brain kind of do the right, do the work. She's not allowing her plans to oversee over oversee everything like she's allowing her heart yeah everything to kind of yeah 
oversee it. Now, at the same time, she, you know, her conscious and her control win, like... So, which is good. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. But it's just it's the same sort of thing where it's just like, yeah. Granted, it is slight, slight emotional cheating there, but I. Feel I mean, it, it's one thing to think like, about it in your head and like, yeah, like look over at him and be like, oh my god, like have that realization that you know maybe mm-hmm. you're not in the right situation, maybe it's time for a change kind of thing. Yeah. That's, that's completely different. That's like, I get that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. The, the whole, the whole kiss thing was weird. And it, it was weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know how to define it or what I have a really, I don't, I can't articulate exactly what tangible part of it. I have a problem with. I, I, I just, I don't know. It made me uncomfortable. We get it. We get it, man. Yeah. We know. We know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and then so that was your kiss. That was that was the that was the that kiss, was the kiss as far movie. as the dinner table. Kiss. Well, let's I just go B, ahead and rate it. Then. I give it a B plus. B plus. Yes. All right. Solid B plus. Only because right before it, the Italians had an A plus kiss. <laughs> God like, damn it right. It God damn it. right. It destroyed it. It destroyed it. But it was still a good one, and it was and it was directed well. It told a mm. good story, so I give it a B plus. Mamma mia! <laughs> what about you? Are you gonna say the Italian one was the kiss? The Italian one was the kiss for me, and that was a goddamn A plus. Right. I would give it extra credit if I could. <laughs> like if that was first day of class, I as the professor, I throw out my hands and just be like, "Look, you guys all get Fs. They won." They get- <laughs> They got, they got the only A I'm giving out this semester, so. <laughs> um, no, I I would, I don't know. I, I definitely see how that's that's definitely a candidate for the kiss. Of yeah. course, I like the big gesture kiss at the end where it's the sunset yeah. and the cliffside and everything. Um, I thought it was. Which, again, is another beautifully shot thing. Beautifully did, shot. And then beautiful scenery. With the, sun, with the sun lighting them and like. They did a lot of cool things with like silhouettes and lighting in the background, yeah. which it was just like it was very cheesy and very obvious, but also very beautifully done. Yeah. So I couldn't hate yeah, it. Yeah, it was just like this director was just like, look, I get that technically this script is not great. Yeah. And that we've had to green screen a shit. To this. <laughs> but I tell you what, we're when I'm not using a green screen, I'm yeah. gonna use the sunsets. But we're in Europe. And God damn it, I'm using all of this natural beauty. <laughs> like which all is, of this natural beauty is getting in the shot, which is great. I love that. I love seeing make, the natural beauty be being incorporated. Yes. Yeah. Always, I try to incorporate that into <laughs> everything in my life to begin with. So, yeah. I'm sure there's a there's a advertising spot for something right there. <laughs> Let's get some ads. Um, we need so, more people to listen. Share, like, subscribe. Yeah, share this shit. Write reviews. Ooh, five actually, stars. we're up to over a hundred people on Instagram. Hundred followers on Instagram. Yeah, and we are up to eight states now. Hey, yeah. I believe the eighth one was like Ohio or something like that. Well, there you go. Something Welcome. random. Welcome. So what up, Ohio? <laughs> yeah. Remember how I said I was in Columbus and I didn't hate it? <laughs>
Damn it. I was in Columbus for a wedding, and we'll tell that story on the Wedding Crashers episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the there. <laughs> we got to do that for the summer. We're going to keep teasing that. Yeah, we got to keep teasing that one. Until it's time. Um, I would say the... I, I would go with the sunset kiss at the okay. end as my as my kiss of the movie. Yeah. I would give it... I would give it a... I would give it a B. It was it was a good kiss, but nothing like over the top spectacular or anything. It's certainly not Italian. Yeah. Certainly not Italian. Hundred percent. Like if that's if that's the Italian couple on that cliffside in the sunset, they're already getting down. I mean, I'd be afraid for their lives because they like, probably get so lost in the kiss they tumble over that damn. It's cliffside. fine. They would die happy. Yeah. They would die happy. Yeah. They'd die still making out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They'd hit the rocks with lips touching. Definitely. Yeah. Goddamn. It's <laughs> oh, a beautiful culture. <laughs> what more could you want? Great food, wine, and making out. <laughs> Just getting fresh air away. Yes. Air away in front of air about mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so I'm getting, I'm like, yeah, it's I'm, good. I'm like just daydreaming off into that kiss again. Like, oh God, we're yeah. pretty much going through the movie step by step, which I like. So let's keep it going. Uh, they, I like the bus scene when they're waiting for the bus and she's, you know, asleep on his lap. They're both asleep on the bench, which is like, I, I'd love to see the like temperatures in Ireland in February. <laughs> And it's just like, yes, you can totally sleep on a bench outside. Speaking of which, I, I don't know anything about Ireland's climate, but did you notice how everything in every scene had beautiful green leaves on it? No. It's the middle of February and everything looks like it's fucking summer. True. Yeah, very true. I mean, once again, the script is crap. <laughs> like you cannot gonna, tell me we're that we're gonna green screen a lot of this. So you know what? I want the luscious green hills. <laughs> Fuck all of you. This is not gonna be muddy. We're gonna make sure this is picturesque, as if it was goddamn June. Also, right. I, I want to know how many of those rainstorms were unscripted. No, oh, <laughs> if, if they were just regular Irish weather. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, I guess we're doing the, the rain scene today. <laughs> yeah. We're starting early, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know they I like that he was pissed that she had left I initially made the joke that's because she he didn't get the money I agreed with you I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like it, he's pissed like, about that but then the way he looked forlorn and then she sees it they did another which good I thing. did enjoy that I like that they put slow-mos on her they let her face because Amy Adams is a good actress she is and they let her face emoting kind of tell a lot of the story because she's good enough to tell stories mm -hmm. with her face. So when they put a slow-mo on her, like in the kiss scene that I mentioned at the dinner table, they let her body language do some of the telling of the story. Like, oh, she's diving into this. There's, you know, at the garden when she talks about her dad and, like, they have an extra long look before she's like, well, anyway... You know, oh she, yeah. There's a lot of like slow mos and lingers yeah. on Amy Adams, allowing her face to tell the story of she's falling deeper for this guy. She is she is a remarkably expressive 
actress. Like she very expressive. She's very good at that. Yes, hundred percent. And we've discussed we discussed this in the wedding date where like yeah. we're able to absolutely to our cores hate her character. Yes, and then go on and watch any other movie with her. Yeah, and maybe not immediately yeah. switch over, but yeah. eventually like watch a completely different character. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's moments in here where she's just downright cute. Yeah. And it's just like, God, like... She was, like, a, she was pretty... Like, after the first, you know, the build-up yeah. in the beginning where she's yeah. the rich girl from America, after all that wore off, yeah, she was pretty like, adorable. There was some, After there was some they're good married scenes. and they're driving away in the Renault, like, mm-hmm. when with her hair, like, the little tiny, like, wave, like, that they put in her hair and everything, like, you're just like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, she's just she's she. I mean, she's a pretty woman anyway. But like, she has she has a very like um like a what's the word for it? Like a uh, I guess not. I don't want to say girl next door vibe, but like a a real person vibe. I guess okay. like you know what I mean. I get you. Like a an approachable yes, approachable um yeah, yeah. like yeah. just someone who's a, a normal real person not yeah. like you know rich and famous and uh you know perfect i agree and yeah and so you know she tells a little story when she has the coffees and all that mm-hmm. um she even does a little irish brogue like oh put them through the wash or whatever <laughs> the hell yeah it'd be grand yeah uh and then she gets proposed to by jeremy which mm-hmm. adam scott Look, Adam Scott actually is not a bad actor either. Adam Scott is an underrated actor. He I, is so I agree. good at acting, especially as a dick. But like a likable dick. Like he's not quite, he's not your stereotypical hateable character in this yeah. movie. He, like, you, this there one, are moments where you're like, oh, I kind of, like, I get it. Like, He's not horrible. To go back to Wedding Crashers real quick, he's not like Bradley Cooper in that one where she's right. like, fuck that guy. Exactly. Fuck him, I want to punch him. Exactly. He was more of a, oh, this guy's just oblivious and douchey. Yes. You know, just like, ugh. You know, yeah. That, but he played it well where it's just like, you know, the whole fire alarm, what do you grab thing, the why did we, you know, he was just very blase, it just... It was more of a, it wasn't, there wasn't any, like, brooding, like, violence behind his douchery. It was just more of neglect. <laughs> Which isn't great. <laughs> well, and he's just got, he's got his own priorities. Like, he has a more, much yeah. more materialistic agenda in his life. And so, that's, and, then and for the right girl... That would be fine. And maybe at one time Amy Adams' character was that girl. I feel like But she evolves into someone who's yeah. not as materialistic, so they're and not a good match. It and also Adam Scott in three separate movies that I love and one of them I want to do on this podcast, um plays the same dick, but different parts of that dick. Like he this one here, which is like a neglectful douche mm-hmm. there's stepbrothers which is like the over, oh god over the top the overtly asshole asshole douche yeah. in that one and then they're sleeping with other people which is like the brooding really like dark and sinister 
I was going to say, doesn't he, doesn't he play kind of like a controlling yeah. guy in that one? Yeah, like a mentally controlling yeah. it, like douche character in that one, which I want to do that movie at some point. I love that movie. I love that rom-com. Um, it's one of my favorites. But, um, but yeah, like you can see Adam Scott, like he's just playing that same douche character. He's playing different sides of that character yeah. in each of these. And it's just like, it kind of goes to show like he's just, he really has a handle on, on certain characters. Like he can just do certain characters so damn well. And it's just, he's then a in, really good fucking actor. And then actor. in Parks and Rec, he's like in completely different. Yes. And endearing. Like, absolutely endearing. Yes. And he plays that quiet, what, Ben... Ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt, yeah. yeah. Adam Scott, National the cow, Treasure. The Calzones betrayed me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good show. Um, but yeah, he... You know, he proposes yeah. to Amy or Amy Adams, and Anna has her looks like once again, and mm-hmm. she looks for Declan, and Declan is left. He only takes the the single Bob, but when he leaves, which is why you're in the situation you're in in the first place. Take the fucking money. <laughs> That's why his pub is going out of business. That's why your pub's going out of business. That's why you were short initially until everyone put shit in the bucket at the very, very, very end. And then what does he do? Drinks around the house. Drinks around the house. You're going to be in the same situation next month when you have to pay rent. <laughs> be more fiscally responsible, stupid. Well, maybe that's when they pay their bills, finally. Yeah. They pay their tabs off by just paying directly to the rent collector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, of course, there's the whole, you know, fire alarm scene. And then yeah. I like that she shows up for Declan. Completely proposes, unrealistic, but yes. And proposes to him. And I like that she... That, that it was the perfect amount for her to go. Like just proposing not to have a plan? Yes. Because it's like, okay, I barely know this guy. I know that there's something here. But I can't completely commit to it. Because once again... There's, it's been a short amount of time. So I'm going to go there and just say we give this a chance. And, and yet she says yes to his proposal later with his mother's ring. Because he proves to her that he's sure of it. Well, yeah. And so if he's sure of it and I just flew 3,000 miles, I must be kind of sure about it too. Uh, then let's okay. fucking do this. Like. It's more of a... That's still, in my opinion, no. hardly ground for, like, let's get married. That's like, okay, I'm down for a real relationship. I, okay, yeah. But fucking proposal? That's just... That's some rom-com bogus shit right there. Like, that's... I Maybe I'm wrong. We, we, we had... Once again, this movie's implausible. So okay. you have to take that into account as well. But I just like that... Also, it worked for her because she's so pragmatic that True. she wanted to that she couldn't quite a hundred percent give in to the full like seat of the assness of it, and then he had to be the one who's just like, "I want to make plans with you, like I want to do this." He's the one who had to kind of bring it out of her, just like, "Hey, I, I'm I'm here. We're we're mm. in this. I'm I'm with you." Hmm. And. Yeah, I mean, it's just, 
I, there's so much about this that's not technically good, but there's a lot about this that's really, really good for me. I, and I just, the, it's a little tiny thing of the ring. It's like, oh, of course there's a ring. And of course he of has course. to get it from an ex-fiance. And of course, like, while he's doubled, he he's inspired to go get it because he's met Anna. Like, of course, of course, that's all. Yeah, technically, that's you're not reinventing the wheel with that. But that doesn't make it any less awesome when he has that goddamn ring and he's proposing to her on the fucking cliffs of this beautiful Irish countryside. It would have been better if he didn't, you know, leave her with no answer so that she had to walk <laughs> he just, out. He just walks <laughs> off. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah, you dumbass. That's like, do you not know the subtlety of that gesture? Yeah. In the middle of your fucking, all of a sudden, bustling pub. When <laughs> she's when she's flown 3,000, she's made this gigantic gesture. You know what solves this whole situation, Mr. Declan? Wait one second. Yeah. That's all you gotta fucking say. <laughs> hey. One second. One second. Yeah. It's not the greatest, but it keeps her intrigued. And all of a sudden, you come back, and you Boom. take the moment Ring. back from her mm-hmm. while you, in your pub, mm-hmm. are now on a knee handing her a ring. And now you got the whole crowd around you. Who's buying you drinks? Everyone. Everyone's buying you drinks. And not only are you getting drinks that you are kind of supplying yourself, but they're buying them for you. Mm-hmm. So you're getting drunk off your own supply that's being bought by someone else. Win, win, win. Yep. That's what Michael Scott talked about. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, uh, that, now we know what, you're do- what we're doing for your proposal. And that's then, you know, a couple days later, we go off and we get your reception no, at those mountains. I'm not, being, I'm not proposing. I know. I'm, I'm saying... I'm, Oh. eventually in order to get you at the reception in those mountains yeah i'm being proposed to in five days from when this gets released and that's where it needs to be yes it's going to be in a pub somewhere in chicago <laughs> or what if they waited till saint patty's day you don't break <laughs> tradition you don't propose to me on the 29th, that you did propose to me on the 14th. You can't tell me you wouldn't enjoy it if someone showed up at George Street Pub and said, Hey, Renee, I have a question for you. We're just sitting there playing cards, <laughs> having the time of our lives, and all of a sudden you're getting proposed to? Come on. It, if nothing else, that girl's getting kissed on the lips. <laughs> wait, wait. Matthew Good style or Italian style? Italian style. Goddamn right! You goddamn right. So if you propose marriage to me on at George Street Pub or just anywhere on the 14th of March this year when we're drunk as hell on St. Patty Saturday, you're going to get kissed by me. Mm-hmm. So just know that, ladies. Uh, <laughs> Italian style, too. Italian style. Anyway, Italians so, know how to kiss. Uh, Just saying. As far as what happens after ever after, I had a quick one. It's kind of all you need for this. No. So, yeah, Jeremy and Anna are over. How 
over are they really? Like, how much time has really passed from her pulling the fire alarm and leaving? Right? Like, did she go straight there? Yeah. You just bought a fucking apartment. Also, in- haven't they been together for like four or five years? Yeah. You just got an apartment together in this swanky ass apartment yeah. building that you've wanted to live in your whole life. Like, Suddenly you're just magically willing to give up that entire lifestyle that you've wanted for years and had for years. Well, she didn't know what she really wanted. She just that was the defense mechanism because of how her It's dad, still not something dad. you choose that quickly. And who where's her mom in all this? Um, <laughs> Where are any of their parents and all oh, I guess her dad is in briefly in it. Yes, very shortly. Um No, so my after ever after is just the awkwardness of Probably lawyers being brought in between. <laughs> oh my Jeremy, god, you might be right. Jeremy and Anna over how to like properly like sublet slash give the apartment back. Not to mention he'll probably fi- like he met Matthew Good's character, so so he probably so he probably finds out eventually who she's now involved with or yeah. now engaged to. Yes. And is like, now married to. Yeah, fucking married. married to. Yeah. So here's the thing: oh leap God. year two, Jeremy has taken the pub from Declan because he <laughs> won it in the suits. <laughs> he sued it. He probably he sued it out of him. He sued it, sued <laughs> them, and owns the pub. But out of the goodness <laughs> of Jeremy's heart, because Jeremy's not completely cold, he lets them rent it out from under him. But in leap year two, he ups his like douchiness to where he raises the rent too much, and then they have to f- become some plucky upstarts and go on another road trip in order to go to some sort of random contest where they could win ten thousand dollars for like a special recipe that they have to make. And meanwhile, we go to cutscenes while uh, they're traveling around Europe, where Adam Scott's character is just getting tortured by this black cat that keeps. Yeah, because he decides, <laughs> he finds out about the contest, and he just wants to inflict emotional pain. So he goes over there, and he's trying to find someone to, like, win this contest against them. And then he keeps running into bad luck with the bad cats, and that's just, like, the slapstick comedy. But at oh the end, God. he finds a nice Irish lass to, you know, be with. And that's the end of that. Matthew Good, Good's that's what character's happens after, ever after. Yes. <laughs> no, it's God! <laughs> That would be too tangled of a web. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. Oh, man. I like it. I like it. So what's That's your a verdict good on this movie? Would you fuck, marry, or kill this film, Max Lyon? Um, I, I think I want to hear yours first, because you had the better uh, intro story for it, so I want to hear yours That's first. That's fair. So this is technically my second time watching the film. Yeah. I told you there's a lot of shitty green screen. Yeah, this but you not... had you had a much more yeah. emotional attachment to it than I did to to start with anyway. Fair, which isn't it's... saying like that you had yeah. a lot. But, yeah. yeah, this is quite frankly, once again, not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I would marry it. <laughs> Are you serious? I would marry this film. I oh my god love so many parts of this like there's so many parts of this how do you I understand love. our rating system yes like I I'm sincerely questioning it like no. you've married the weirdest movies and because killed and fucked the weirdest movies in comparison because they aren't stumbling over 
how to insert iambic pentameter into a fucking scene. And you goddamn bite your tongue. Ten Things I Hate About You is a fantastic film, and I stand by it. I would marry the shit out of that movie all over again. It was it was an over. Yeah, we're not gonna. Get we're not going back into that. We're not getting back into it again. We already know how we both feel about it. God. So and you can tell that I'm more into just like the boring the ass emotion movies. of the performances, the the chemistry of the leads, like the performances where I don't want to see the. I don't want to see the writing choices of the writer. I want to see everything married in concert. The okay. writing serves the acting, which serves the directing, and it becomes very symbiotic expression. When you see each part separately in a scene, it's very obvious and evident to me, and it really affects my enjoyment of the movie. And this one has parts where it's just like, those motherfuckers are just so good together <laughs> like i i could watch the goddamn drunk scene on that with the moonlight on the fucking lake with the mountains behind i could watch that scene over and over again i mean that was a good scene that i can watch it over scenery. and over again. it's just like little shit like that it's just like if you're gonna continually give me eye candy like that repeatedly with like just these with the pop and chemistry of these two I'm in. I'm in. I'll you watch this. You could also go to Ireland yourself, see that eye candy in person, and recreate that chemistry with someone else in yep. person, and not have to sit through this boring ass movie. Well, you know what will end up happening is I'll rewatch the movie after. They'll be like, "Oh my god, I actually did that. This is even better now." Okay, that's a good. Point. So fuck off. Obviously, you have a different verdict. I do. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was confusing. I was conflicted the entire time. I was teetering. Yeah. Um, there were definitely some redeeming parts about it. Uh, definitely redeeming scenes. I mean, we already talked about most of them, I think. Um, but for me, it was, it was, it was rough. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy choice, but I would kill it. Yeah. That's it's, it's and it and it's a kill that's still it's still very close to like, you know, it needs to be watched once. Like I didn't want to kill it and then be like, you know, it, it shouldn't be watched at all. Cuz I feel like there like there are parts of it that make it worth watching once. But overall, for me, I just, like, oh, Jesus, it was a struggle. Dear God, there were so many parts of it that were just like, this is, like, for what it could have been, it's just, ugh. I don't know if it could have been anymore. <laughs> I don't know. They could have used better fucking green screens. Let's start with that. I mean, Jesus. You're not going to, like, uh, they already waste, the, it was, they already spent enough money on that. That was, that was a, and, that was a 10 to $15 million movie that was $19 million. And I'm sorry, I, I, maybe I'm not getting something, but I don't think Matthew Good is attractive. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. You have to, he's you not, you have to think, like, his accent and just, his character is just, in a way, dreamy. Yeah. Which, I got, I, like, I understood how women would be attracted to him. In this room. 
I feel like there could have been a, a better casting choice for him for that role, but. Eh, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I should have. But I mean, it's at that time. It's the any idea of like UK slash like any country within like Ireland, Wales, Scotland, like England. At that time, the choice was always Jude Law. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's always the choice. You're not going to afford him. He's that's, not going to do this. Yeah, movie. that's but true. But the choice is Jude Law. And it's just, and the reason that he's the choice is because the movie will do this Christmas time, which is the holiday. He is so good in that movie. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to that movie. Um, All right, so we got a marry and a kill. And a kill, yeah. So if we flipped for last week. Jesus. So. Yeah, we are now that we're getting into films. Yeah, that now we we're yeah that we haven't necessarily like agreed to watch together, sort of thing. Now we're starting to see our disparate movie tastes as we go further which, into this, which definitely introduces uh, a potential friction. Yeah, but I like the varied points of view that it brings up. I agree. I I think, and I, it and we we adhere to a, a kind of personal theme like uh, like our own personal code every I time agree. like the types of movies that we go and after what we the, look for in these what movies. we look for in the movies yeah. and like i like that and you know i i get it you're more you're more about the the structure of a movie and just like and i'm more about the the performances I, of the movie and the flourishes. i think yeah i think you're more about the the cinematic aspects i think i'm i'm more about the structure of the relationship like i want to yeah. see the relationship build in a not necessarily a certain way but like in a i don't know i guess realistic is a very liquid term to use yeah realistic for rom-com standards <laughs> <laughs> Because I love, I do love the fucking cheesy I, I ass rom-coms. The word you're looking for is is a word that we've been plausible. Plausible. You're looking for a plausible mm-hmm. romance in these films. Mm-hmm. And as I said at the beginning, you have to throw plausibility out yep. of, from this film. And if you can do that, then you can watch it over and over again, like me. And if it just it's, if it's too big of a hurdle, then you kill the movie, like Max. So there you go. <laughs> that that's it's very simple, guys. It's very simple. It's very simple. You know, stick with us. We'll get you to the end. So now have you... The course, so. Have we both killed two movies now? Uh, no, I've only killed one. Ten Things I Hate About You was the only movie you've killed? That is correct. Friendship over. <laughs> Friendship over! <laughs> so, <clears throat> you can find our socials. Uh, our Instagram social is Bromancing the Stone Podcast. That's you know, exactly if, as it would be spelled. If B-R-O. you want to join the uh, the famous M A N C I N G hundred plus podcast. followers now, you want to yeah join the tens and tens of followers and tens and tens of listeners of our podcast. No big deal. Follow us there. Also on Twitter, you can follow us at Bro the Stone Pod. We'll do better about tweeting. I'll. I'll yeah, we do need to. Strategies we, like that's, I need to take more, more of a front seat on that one. I just because I I spend a lot of time on Twitter yeah. in general. Um, 
And you can find my personal Twitter uh, at Supermarket Sweep, and that's without the E in super. So it's S U P R Market nice. Sweep. Uh, so you can find me there. Uh, I mentioned my wrestling Twitter earlier, Dirty Wrestling. <laughs> it's, and Wrestling is R A S S L I N. Uh, and then uh, my Instagram is relusa88. That's R E L U S A 88. Follow me there. DMs are open. <laughs> and Max, you have an Instagram. My, my Instagram is the Lionhearted, and it's T H E period L Y O N H E A R T E D. There you go. And as far as next week, it is my choice. Yeah, what is it? What do you got? Oh, shit. Well, oh, shit. Wait, this is your first this choice. Is no. It's I, not? I chose the wedding date technically because we oh, had yeah. brought it up in our discussion. Oh, that's right. That's right. Previous that's movie. right. Okay. Uh, well, this is the first one that I don't know. Yes. Okay. That's correct. I'm excited. So, I'm scared. Uh, Please don't make me watch something so, horrible. I mentioned that to you that there's... I want to do an older movie. Okay. Because we have done there's a lot, a of, lot of good ones. there's a lot of good older rom coms that I feel deserve shine and are still good to this day. Mm-hmm. Even like you know for their time they're still good. I also mentioned to you that this movie was loosely based off of one that won a shit ton of awards and it's kind of considered like almost the OG rom com. So next week, we're going to watch It Happened One Night. Okay. Which is... I know absolutely nothing about it, so I'm down. And I've seen once, but I... Uh, is it a rom-com? It is a rom-com. Was that the 1945 one? 1934. Oh, my God. Yeah. 33 or 34, yeah. So... Damn. Okay, so we just went from, like, a bunch of late 80s, 90s... 2000s. Oh, of mid 2000s. Yeah, and then shit. now we're just jumping way back to 1930s. Oh, okay. by the way, I forgot to bring this up. Goddamn lie, cheat, and steal speech was in this again. That son of a bitch. I mentioned in the very first episode, fucking Hitch it was the goddamn bait of my existence of all the weddings I went to after college because I heard that damn, if you lie, you know, lie. If you- if you lie the arm, try not to, lie. yeah, don't lie, cheat. steal, cheat, or... Well, this one she just drink? said, don't lie, steal, or cheat. Yeah. In this one. But then, in, like, yeah, don't... Like, they're hitched to those. Anyway, fuck that speech. I've heard it way too many goddamn times. And this is the second movie that this was goddamn in. It will not be in It Happened One Night. So look forward to that. But anyway, It Happened One Night next week. Y'all better start... Finding ways to find that film because it's an old one. It is. So it's not going to be really streaming on much. Probably going to have to rent it because I don't have it on DVD. Thanks for sticking around with us tonight. Yes. Or today, depending on when you're listening to it. We love you. We thank you for rocking with us. We love you guys. Have a great night. Later.